Poop City isn't a place. It's the mediocrity of the American experience. From the perspective of two leftists reading the news, my name is Stephen. And my name is Charles. And our show is called Escape from Poop City. Let's talk about the escapes. Okay, well, if things get too heavy or we get too angry, we can trigger an escape. Which prompts a thought experiment. Like, what is the most Gwyneth Paltrow thing about you? And the most you thing about Gwyneth Paltrow? Or decide on the Mortal Kombat finishing moves of the characters from Shrek. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your pods. You know you want to. Who's holding you back? Do it. Do it. Do it. I didn't know that they measured leftists in handfuls. Yeah, why not? It's like a murder of crows and a handful of leftists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from The Hague, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Sup, dog? Bork, 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 bork. Bork, bork. It's it's not the Dutch chef. Come on. Bork. 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 Who lets the dogs out? Bork. bork. Da. I'm Dutch. Da. Isn't that weird? Mm. Isn't that weird? My vinky is the key. What a... Mm. Fucking weird. A plus start <clears throat> from us here. It's, mm-hmm. it's going very well so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just coasting right in. Just Very <laughs> timely... Austin Powers gold member reference. Yeah. We got very timely Bahaman reference, very timely Swedish chef reference. I think uh, the combined agedness of those references are past the life expectancy of the average person in the United States. Mm. Damn. That's, that's dark. Makes I need, you I need think. an escape. <laughs> Makes <laughs> you Want to escape? Welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Here is the premise of our show. We're four bros. We each bring a question to the table each episode that we'd like to discuss with our bros. It could be about current events, pop culture, would you rathers, uh, life, the universe, or anything. But whatever we ask, we do so while enjoying a delicious glass of wine or otherwise. But we want your questions answered as well. We want your questions so that we can answer them here on the show with all of the timely Swedish chef and Baja men references that you've come to expect from us. So brosequestions at gmail.com is the email address you want to send those to. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But before we get to those questions, we, of course, have to discuss what we are drinking. I'm going to start this time uh, by describing La Fay. Or Lafia. I don't know. Uh, it is a, a red wine uh, bottled by the Bodegas Paniza S. Coupe. Uh, it's Spanish. It's, it's, it's <laughs> from Espana. It's, it's a Spanish wine. Uh, and it's very good. It's a very rich, velvety uh, red wine uh, made with a combination. It's 40% Tempranillo grapes, 40% Garnacha grapes, and 20% Syrah grapes. 
nailed it again. Great wine. <laughs> Sean, what about you? What are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a nice uh, mixed drink tonight. I'm drinking uh, some mango juice and Smirnoff vodka. And let me tell you, it is just real a nice end of the day juice. I'm just drinking some juice. That's all that's going on right now. And I'm loving it. Nice. You know? Excellent. Mm-hmm. How about you, Rich? I am drinking my single can of Crafters Union uh, Rose California. Um, it is it's it's pretty pretty good. Let me tell you, I felt weird buying just a single can of wine at the liquor <laughs> store, but I did, and I'm glad I did. <laughs> and how about you, Tim Hansen? Um. Forgot to go get wine, slash didn't have time because my time management skills are garbage. Uh, So I picked up uh, a bottle of Sam Adams Cold Snap that was down in the fridge that Martha was nice enough to pick up for me. And it is uh, still fucking delicious. Nice. I love it. Excellent. We love to hear it. Indeed. Now, we each came to this episode with a question in hand brose questions at gmail.com if you out there and listener land want your question answered uh i'm gonna go first should we ban tiktok <laughs> simmer down montana <laughs> it's utah utah montana whatever Mount montana, montana hasn't too. discovered the internet yet oh did they do it okay yeah they did it too I didn't think Montana discovered TikTok yet. Yeah. Well, somebody yeah. on Twitter wrote, that sucks for all four TikTokers in Montana. <laughs> well, they had the market cornered, though. They, well, they had. Uh, to go to Montana TikTok, yeah. They had, uh, well, Hank Green is from Montana. Is he really? Yeah, he lives in, he lives in Missoula. He also, sorry to break this news to anyone who hasn't heard, but it, at this point, it's like three weeks ago, he, he has uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma, so. Our uh, thoughts are with him in this difficult time. That sucks. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude. Seems like a, him and his brother seem like decent people who just want to be dorks. And we should let them. I agree. What do you think? Should we ban TikTok? Make it go away forever here in these United States of America? No. It'll either burn <laughs> itself out or uh, it'll just be the <laughs> the new Twitter or something like that. I don't, I don't fucking know. It's not going anywhere. Newsflash, your dad is already out there. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, we don't need to worry about your data getting out there with TikTok. It's already fucking out there. Oh, data. I thought you said my dad is already out yeah, there. I was like, I was what like, the yeah. fuck? I, thought you I mean, my dad's like, out there, too. Like, he's, he is. I don't but... get this joke, Rich. Well, I thought That's why you gotta be slow like, down well, the way you talk. Yeah, yeah I gotta... be like your dad's on TikTok, so it's like becoming less cool. So it's <laughs> no, going my mom's cycle. on TikTok. My mom's <laughs> on TikTok. Um, I feel I'm like I just got she's bullied in the schoolyard. Like newsflash, Dorkenstein, your dad's already on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> no, I. That's that's Old always news, been Dweebenheimer. <laughs> it's always been like my thing that people have always complained. Like I have friends who who are off facebook because it's 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 nothing but lies and they steal your data and sell it to other people it's like yeah so does google so does reddit so does everywhere else you fucking go to 
So why is it Facebook? Why are you drawing a line on Facebook? And it's just that's I feel the same with TikTok. Like, all right, yeah, maybe now Chinese owners of TikTok own your data and are selling them to investors to get money and whatnot. But Google did it. Everywhere else did it. You're not going to stop it from happening by stopping or by banning one service. About the argument that TikTok is going to be used to eventually funnel Chinese propaganda to its many uh, very malleable users. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can. You can do that everywhere. You can do that on Facebook. You can do that on Twitter. Like, it could be yeah, done anywhere. They they're not, it's not owned by a company that has a direct relationship with the mm-hmm. government that would be presumably doing it. I mean, you'll be getting United States propaganda from Facebook. But, yeah, just uh, through the lens yeah, from, and chosen yeah. uh, yeah. storyline of uh, the, what the CPR. I don't even know what the fuck their initials are. People's Republic of China. The PRC. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the PRC. Yeah, I I think it might make sense to ban it from because they they have done this. I think you ban it from like government mm-hmm. equipment. That's and like, fine. I, I think that's that. fine. Yeah. Like, I think being, I'm not going to fault you for being extra safe, but I think in terms of, I don't know, man, like, I, I think I vacillate between like, there are so many huge things going on. TikTok seems irrelevant, but like, it might be a bit like, but then I'm like, am I not worried enough about it? You know, like, I'm, I think I'm not informed enough about what's going on so i'm always constantly between being like you know the fucking snow caps are melting like who, who gives a shit if uh you know um tiktok or like you know the the pr uh prc knows i i enjoy non sequiturs mm-hmm. i think i think it's but then i'm like but it is like you know, foreign relations are incredibly complex and fickle, and this could be very important. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, I think it is. I don't know. I I I also I think am oftentimes skeptical of the government meddling in technology because they don't fucking understand it. Because it's a bunch of like 90 year olds, you know what I mean? And so it's like, so I think one of the problems is like you listen to uh, house probes and stuff and like depositions by these companies and you Does have these TikTok have access to my Wi-Fi. Yeah. And, and it's just like they're asking the dumbest questions. So it's so the unfortunate side effect is anybody who knows literally anything about the Internet is like, oh, these guys have no idea what they're doing, so there is no validity to you know what I mean? Like it's it's there's it's, certainly no validity to like Diane Feinstein. Well but yeah, but but TikTok. I mean like I I'm saying like the the problem is you're you're kind of poisoning the well because like from my perspective, you don't know what the hell you're talking about at all. So why should I be worried about it in the first place? Because you don't know what's going on. Like you're you're so out of touch. And like, you're not asking, like, they're not, one of the things that I think the government isn't good at doing is getting people who know what they're talking about to get their messages out. Like, they're like, I want to be the one to say, as opposed to being like, hey, we're a bunch of 75, 85 year old dudes. We have these 
cybersecurity experts here to do the questioning for us because we don't even know what questions to ask. You know what I mean? Like we have, mm. we have been briefed that there is a potential security risk. So we're going to get people who understand this to do the questioning and we're facilitating a discourse that we are learning from. Like the point should be that all of these guys get on the fucking same page as, as opposed to just fucking, you know, political grandstanding. And so it is, I think an unfortunate side effect of that is it makes situations like this seem unimportant, even if they potentially are very important. You know, I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Why should I care about this? It is meaningless. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to learn anything from listening to you talk. You're just going to, it's just going to be both, not to be both sidesy, but it's just going to be people making grandiose political statements and then asking nonsensical questions that honestly, like a seven-year-old could answer, you know, like, yeah. I, I, I was certainly maintain that the primary decision makers in you know House and Senate are not people I'm listening to necessarily. If the intelligence community has something to say about mm. it, I'm a little bit more uh, open and receptive to those because I do think there's some specialists there. And it's like, yeah, like like again, to your point, Sean, the problem is the most visible members of the U- mm. of the U.S. government are you know the series of tubes people. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, the India banned the platform three years ago, like the entire mm. country of India banned it three years ago, uh, and claiming that they were secretly transmitting users data to servers outside of India. Uh, and so there are a couple of states that have banned it as well. There's several other states that are looking to ban it now. Uh, Josh Hawley, the bravest congressman in in the house is looking to ban it. Uh, you know, put in a proposal for banning it I, I believe on a nationwide level so yeah i don't know uh i i i i'm inclined to i'm inclined to err on the side of allowing technology to be used but i i also like you sean struggle with the like am i being too laissez-faire about this am i being too lackadaisical am i being like people are freaking out about this for no reason when we are at a point in geopolitical relations where we do have to think about the fact that there are rivals and possibly maybe not hostile rivals, but like there's an increasing amount of tension and like unspoken hostility between the U S and China and the U S and Russia. And as much as I'm a globalist, as much as I am a, a, you know, open, not necessarily open borders, but like, look, international economies are great trade is great we should have these kind of relations with as many countries as possible i think there is a reason aside from just typical you know scare quotes red scare nonsense that any any time that that, that there is a a gross there's a a legitimate amount of skepticism with anything related to the prc government Mm -hmm. so it's, it's sort of a i appeal i'm appealing to authority a little bit which is is an unsafe and you know it's a fallacious practice, gross, but, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, it, it, it's sort of where I'm deferring at this point. What do mm. you guys think? I, I'm, I'm just like, I don't know. I, I'm hesitant. I, I, I don't know all the ins and outs of what's going on with whether or not we should. Um, I don't pay attention to all that. I use TikTok to post Funko Pop videos and, and highlights of my streams. That's it. 
I don't really even go on it that much. Um, but I just, it, it comes, there comes a point where they, they, to me, it seems like they're, they're turning around and doing something like potentially banning TikTok, uh, which people can turn around and say, well, if people want to get on TikTok, they'll find ways to get on TikTok. But they're not doing anything to, you know, maybe like tighten gun control laws where if people want to get guns, people are going to get guns. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, it's it's certainly not a higher priority than violent crime. I, I also, I do think the government can and should be able to walk and chew gum. You know, the, like Biden's in Japan right now, and there's still a debt ceiling crisis at home. And he's still, we you have know, to wait for him to smokes. come back so we cannot include him in any of these conversations until the yeah. end where we say "fuck you." Yeah, yeah, and then we can you know we can default on all our credit, and bonds will be worthless. It'll be awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sympathetic to that viewpoint, Rich. I, I because there are plenty of things I think the government wastes their time on mm-hmm. and wastes our money on. Um, but if it's two serious issues where it's like, okay, we have climate, like it's the same thing. Like if somebody passed like a climate bill, nobody's saying, well, why didn't you pass a gun control bill? Uh, you know, if, if it, or like a voting rights bill, well, Jesus, why didn't you pass a climate change bill? Like mm-hmm. it, you, you kind of just have to juggle a bunch of different things and, you know, for better, or for worse, for the last three years, TikTok has been a big talking point on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any other thoughts? Hmm. <clears throat> Not really. I just, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, it's. I think it's just silly. I really do think it's just silly. Um, I I don't think it's silly. I I think it's a waste of time, waste of effort and resources. Um, but you also have to think that while our use cases for Twitter or TikTok are posting Funko Pops, checking out funny dogs and cute videos, and like, what's this new music meme that I can send to Sean? Mm-hmm. Um, Appreciate it. There are also multiple studies that show that people younger than us, their primary source of all information is currently TikTok for a very, 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 very significant portion of their generation and the age group below us. So... I don't think it's silly to think that, oh, that could be real fucking bad if someone decides that they want to push all of this stuff, especially since because of the bombardment of information, they're more susceptible to not think about the information they're absorbing and just regurgitate it. We did something similar. We just had less stuff being thrown at us at the same time. And took us a few years and some growing up to realize, oh, I don't just need to regurgitate what I heard on this YouTube video. Um, So I don't think it's silly. It is potentially a risk. I think the risk of the data and this, that, and the other thing, which seems to be the bigger push uh, in a lot of these more uh, government-based conversations, I think that is largely irrelevant. Keep it off of government devices. Totes. All about it. Let's go. 
should honestly if it's a government device you shouldn't have any fucking social media on it in my opinion that's just a no. waste of our <laughs> waste of our yeah. taxes motherfucker um unless and, you are the pr person then unless it. you are the pr person where it's literally your job yeah yeah um but like yeah i i mean i don't know the right answer i don't think it's gonna because i i think montana is the one that it's like uh they're they're going to find companies and it's like we can't geo lock this like we this is not a thing that we have the capability to do so you're putting things into law that we feasibly cannot do there is no solution to this and like would require a serious investment to find and or create one so it's i get the concern to an extent i think it's the concern is mis uh is focusing on the wrong thing as most republican but, politics do um yeah i don't know we'll see but, what happens like, banning banning tiktok in the states is circumvented as easy as getting a vpn like i can set up my vpn to watch netflix via the uk and get hbo stuff on my netflix and not have to have three different services so this is very it, true but i also think you are you are giving people the average internet user more credit than they deserve there is not significantly because VPNs easier are access to vpns it, it is there's so much easier there's, than it used to be it's yeah. definitely much easier but i think there's also a significant a bunch of people that a, won't care a majority of the population i would say that uses the internet then when presented with the first hurdle yeah. We'll be like, I'm gonna nah. go somewhere else. Yeah, that's that's yeah. very fair. I've stopped yeah. for similar reasons because I'm just like, I don't actually care yeah. enough. Yeah, you could. Um, yeah, I could sign up for Hotspot VPN and get the you know the free thing or whatever, or I could just go on Netflix and not be on TikTok anymore. But also go on Twitter. But also, Rich, I, I think that's a, a poor argument uh, because I guarantee, as but, soon as the first Republican uh, says, well. Criminals don't listen to gun laws anyway, so what's the point? You would argue the opposite, so you can't. But that's use the ident- It's I'm, the identical argument. Don't. I, that's don't a, do that's it. my point, though. <laughs> if they're going to argue that they can't do anything about gun control laws because criminals aren't going to listen, then. But you're telling. But you're saying that they're wrong at that point. But then also using their like it's it's a bad. I get it, but also it's a bad argument. You know uh, it's that's, a bad argument, that, but you're no, trying but to be ironic for people who agree with you. It's not ironic anymore. It's just but, uh, no, a like, bad argument. I, 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 it would not affect me either way whether or not TikTok gets banned or not. But uh, my point is exactly that. It's you're saying this and banning something that's easily circumvented by paying $35 a year for a VPN that everyone has easy access to. Like, like you're, you're. I just, I really do feel like they're focusing on the lesser of many, the less, least of many evils. Okay. That's and, a good argument. I would focus on that part. That, that's, that's all I'm saying. Like, no, yeah, I like. Don't just I, I, echo their same argument, but treat it like, because yeah. it's coming across not like you're making fun of it. The first time you said it, it did. Now that you keep just like coming in on the second part, it's like, nope. Just say they're focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah, it's right, just debate. Yeah. Debate club is adjourned. Uh, <laughs> any other thoughts on the TikTok thing? Um, TikToks are fun. They are TikTok is very fun. I think it is 
uh, it is problematic that they could. I think. I think the real the issue is less with. I think China having our information because, like, like is is evident. Like, it's everywhere. Like, if they wanted to buy it, they could get it. Like, you can if you if you are driven, you can get it. And I think the the real issue, I think, is what Matt said in that they have catered an algorithm to me and the algorithm is so good that I'm getting like not infrequently like videos with like no likes or views that are exactly what I want to see. And so what that means is anybody who wants to get propaganda to me knows the exact type of content that's going to hit me correctly. Hmm. And even in, in a very small way, change how I'm viewing stuff like that in ways that I won't even, I can't even like, here's a funny non sequitur. Did yeah. you know the PRC actually produces only 0.1% of the world's yeah. carbon emissions? Yeah. And, and like, and like, most people don't know that. <laughs> or like you sandwich that in between two videos that are just nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm just like, and I will read mm-hmm. that and it will make an impact on me. Yeah. But I also think that's just a problem with any social media. Like I think Twitter is the same way. I think Twitter's now bad uh, and hard to use and isn't good anymore. But like, mm-hmm. like the algorithm, I don't think is good anymore, but I think, cause I'm not, cause if you go to my, if you go to your for you page, it's just a bunch of racists, but like, like there are, I'm pretty sure there are like Russian oligarchs with like controlling interests in Twitter. And so it's like, Twitter is just a, a worse version of TikTok. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the exact same thing could be said for Twitter. So I think that's just like, a social media issue is just the uh, everybody it's, it's especially bad for kids because they're more malleable, but like everybody's just getting these, these incredibly specific catered feeds that the, a bad actor could easily and subtly do pretty much whatever they wanted. Like, it's just, it's unfortunate. So mm-hmm. yeah, don't ban yeah. it. I mean, Bang TikTok, it's a it's a bigger problem. Yeah. Probably. The United Yeah. United States did the exact you're going for an example of the United States did the exact same thing trying to start a like uprising in Cuba like ten years ago. Mm. What? This is not a conspiracy theory. This is a thing that uh didn't work and got divulged to the public. Like, what about all so- the other oligarchs that we've displaced or put in power? And they were just like, why is the economy mm-hmm. shit? That's weird. Yeah. CIA had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Who's got a question? All right, Tim. I do. Okay. So uh, I'm totally stealing this one from um, my friends, Stephen and uh, Charles over at uh, Escape for Poop City. So, one of their uh, escape lifeline questions was make a playlist of the seven deadly sins. Uh, For those of you listening at home that may be less familiar with it, uh, these are Mm -hmm. the seven sins. They're not the deadly sins. Are they? I don't fucking remember. But it's like deadly sins. Okay, the seven. Yeah, lust, envy, wrath, gluttony, pride, sloth, and greed. So these are like the primary, like, oh, fuck, sins. It mm-hmm. kind of, essentially. Um, <clears throat> so I think the easiest way, if you guys are okay with it, is kind of uh, going one by one 
or we can just split and like go through your whole playlist. But I feel like there's one or two of these that we all might struggle on a little bit. Mm, yeah. Actually, we- the answer is the album Confessions by Buck Cherry, because <laughs> every song on that album is a seven deadly sin. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being sarcastic because I've never listened to the album. And also you Track were hating one. on pu- you were hating on Puddle of Mud while I wasn't here, and I did not I did not enjoy that. <laughs> Track run one, gluttony. Track two, wrath. Three and four are something else. Five, <laughs> greed. Sloth, pride, envy, lust. And they mix it in with seven ways to die, dreaming of you, the truth, nothing left but tears, so on and so forth. Buck Cherry. <laughs> yep. The Christian rock band, Buck Cherry. The worst band I've ever seen live. They Oof. were really bad. They were bad. <laughs> so, uh, if we're going to take Confessions by Buck Cherry off the table, okay. how do you guys want to do this? Do you want uh, to do, do you go one by one? one yes. Or do you guys want to take turns? I think I, I would like, I think the best way to do it, perhaps, is to work together to form okay. a consensus on each one. Because there are seven, and also, you know, we might not be able to think okay. of one. So uh, we'll we'll because I've already started writing down some ideas. Uh, we'll start with lust. Hmm. Lots of options out there. You uh, shook me all night long. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. What's the sexiest song I listened to? The what the one I immediately thought of uh, is Blood and Thunder by Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> the one I thought of was a song called Inside of You by Hoobastank. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> fucking great. It's like, what do I have to do to be inside of you? It's like, there's, yeah. there's nothing it's more. It's, it's so on the nose. Hmm. Oh, oh, oh no! Um, Some hot and heavy song. Careless, oh. careless whisper. Oh, hot in here is a good one. What's that song? What's that song by Say Anything? That's like wow! I can get sexual too. I... That song. Oh, alive with the glory of love. Yeah, that song's horny as hell, and also about the Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a wonderful song. What? You should listen to it. What's it called? It's called "Alive with the Glory of Love." Yeah. If I say anything. Beneath the wormwood, love me so good. <laughs> Rich, you got any ideas for last? No, I. I unfortunately don't analyze songs that much or even think Poor of their titles. Oh, little, fucking... little, pe- little pieces of heaven, a little piece of heaven for rich. Got it. Uh, Pour wop. some sugar on me. Wop. Oh, wop is wop. There, there you go. go. <laughs> wop. Wop is the correct answer. <laughs> okay. There it is. All right. Next up, we got envy. Now hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, oh. me, let me jump in on wop real quick. Is wop? A, a lusty song, or are they just bragging about? Mm, that is more braggadocious then. It's so bra- pride. <laughs> that yeah. might be more pride. Okay, WAP would we'll, be pride. We'll, we'll table we'll that for back. Okay. Right. So next up, envy. I was thinking lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Mm. I know it's more so poking fun at them, but I just thought it was funny. Uh, Jesse's girl. Yep, that's that, that's a good one. That was uh, waiter, uh, waiter Water, which I think was Shania Twain. Jesse's girl was uh, Stephen and Charles's answer, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's too perfect." <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, I'm glad that we're on the same page. Oh, God, what is that one song? Hold on. Um, I did just listen uh, to this episode. Is, there we go. It's uh, Maya. What uh, Case of the X by, by Maya. Okay. What you going to do when you can't say no? And I hate to stop the show, but I really need to know. How you going to act? How you going to handle that? What you going to do when she wants you back? I, I did just listen to this episode on Friday, and I love their choice for gluttony. That's all I can remember from this, was their choice for gluttony. Yeah, I remember Jesse's girl and gluttony. Um, any ideas or thoughts, Envy? Rich? Envy? No, my my brain is on anger right now. I have one song on anger that I'm like, I, I think I have a choice for that one. But uh, well, no, I can't think of Envy. Well, you're in luck because Wrath was next on the list. So <laughs> start us off, Rich. Uh, would it be uh, Theory of a Dead Man's Bitch Came Back? Okay. That's a pretty angry song right there. It is. Pretty wrathful. I'd like to I'd like to motion to dismiss that on the grounds that Theory of a Dead Man's the worst band in <laughs> the history of mankind. <laughs> I was waiting for that joke with something it's real close. Unfathomably this is, stupid band. This this is the song that I remember driving home from Tim's bachelor party weekend, and it came on the radio, and Alex is just like, man, he is angry. <laughs> He's very angry. So angry. He's an angry man. Sean, mm. Matt, Rath? Uh, five Minutes Alone. Oh God! I was thinking. I immediately went to Pantera, Me and that's too. a that's a good pick because it's, it's it's just about wanting to kick a fan's ass. <laughs> All right. It's Although a, most of Pantera's catalog can be classified yeah, as this is the was, sound of somebody who wants to kick your ass. Yeah, I was thinking like fucking hostile, but I think Five Minutes Alone is more war and nerve. More, yeah, it's more. Five, five angry. Minutes Alone is very good. Yeah, I yeah, I, 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 I picked break stuff. Oh, that was all that was in the <laughs> okay. Since you guys were talking about Limp Biscuit while I was gone. Mm, it is just so you ever have just one of those days? I have. Just one of those days. I would accept either one of those. I I would say Oh crap. Pantera is such a good pick. Um Redneck by Lamb of God, because now I can't think of mm. anything other than groove metal. Man, I that came up like randomly on my Spotify, and that is such a good song. This is a motherfucking invitation. <laughs> this is the only one that you'll ever need. Uh, but I, 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 I that, that's that's an honorable mention in advance because the answer is either five minutes alone or break stuff. Break stuff. <laughs> All right. Next up, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to push for five minutes alone because I think Phil Anselmo could. Very uh, easily. I was gonna say. I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say Phil Anselmo. I feel like is way more threatening than Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah. Oh, easily. especially if you're black. <laughs> well. Oh. Yeah. Look, man. It, it's been 25 years of of smoke. There's got to be a fire there with Phil. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. Sorry. Love, love the consistent joke. Um. <laughs> all right. Next up, gluttony, rich. I mean, it's weird how to eat it. There's no other choice. <laughs> no other choice. Okay. No, that is... no, that's wrong. You you clearly don't remember the rest of that conversation. No, I don't. I just okay. remember them mentioning the answer, it. The answer was, I'm fat. 
because eat it is all about trying to get somebody to eat. Whereas fat is just, I'm fat. Okay. okay. That what was about, their final answer. I like to eat, eat, eat apples, apples and bananas. bananas. <laughs> like he's so freaking gluttonous, he invents new words to eat. <laughs> I eat words that don't exist. I eat news. I'm so hungry, <laughs> I had to invent a new to eat Don't it. forget the ooples. Ooples and news. Uh... I, I picked uh, Coming In Hot by Hollywood Undead because it's all about just getting f- fucking shit-faced. Mm. Finally. Oh, and yeah, not I forgot because the gluttony can be the, the, vice, of, the vice of liquor. Um, yeah, overconsumption. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, hold on. Wait a minute. Then it's got to be a George Jones song. Because... <laughs> You could also do Blackout by uh, Breathe Carolina. Is that that too? Now won't blackout. Nobody will. I'm only yet started. Yeah. I keep rediscovering songs that I loved like 10 years ago and forgot they existed this week. And I'm here for it. I don't care. Now, right now, just FYI, I'm looking through the Limp Bizkit catalog, seeing if we can put one song for each of these (laughs) of just Limp Bizkit. I did it all for the nookie. Come on, the nookie. There there was, yeah. So you can take that cookie. He said cookie. That's a food. That's gluttony. <laughs> uh, all right. What's next? Oh. Um, da, 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 da. Any ideas on gluttony, Sean? You got nothing? I do. No, I got nothing. I can't think of anything. It's a weird one. It's an odd yeah. one. Uh, next up is pride. My way or the highway? Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Like I said, like I said I'm now, now looking through Limp Biscuit. What is the name of that band? It's not a good pick. Who did um that song Wasting My Time? That like buzz ballad. De- default? Yeah, default. Default. I think they have a song called Pride. And it's not a good song. Oh, it's I not no the idea. answer. But it was like I'm just gonna think of a song with. Pretty the, sure there's the only pride. two songs by default I know, and that is not one of them. No, and one of them is wasting my time. Oh uh, <laughs> shoot! Uh, I was stuck between uh, "Princes of the Universe." Uh, hmm. that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> and then I was looking through songs I had liked on Spotify, and then I changed it to "Treat You Better." By Sean Mendez. <laughs> it's like, I am better. I will treat you better. Come here. <laughs> Less aggressive, but same idea. Backseat Freestyle by Kendrick Lamar. I'll take your Wait, word for it. I don't know it. Uh, here, all my life, I want money and power. Respect my mind or die from lead shadow. Hold on. First of all, it opens with Martin had a dream. Martin had a dream. Kendrick had a dream. Uh, all my life, I want money and power. Respect my mind or die from lead shower. I pray my dick get big as the Eiffel Tower so I can fuck the world for 72 hours. <laughs> I yeah. remember that line. You've brought that up before. <laughs> God damn, I feel amazing. Damn, I'm in the Matrix. My mind is... I mean, look. <laughs> the whole thing is great. Yeah. God damn, I got bitches, wifey, girlfriend, and mistress. <laughs> yeah. Sean, anything? Um, 
maybe something by a day to remember. They have a lot of songs that have that like, I'm better than you, you suck. Like Second Sucks by them. I think. It's a, it, the whole song is just about how every other band like them would not exist if they didn't exist. So it's just... I don't know if I know that song. Thinking of the rest of their catalog, I was like, no, normally it's just like they they really are mad at everyone, but they don't yeah, necessarily right. meet, think they're better. But that's that song, based on what you're describing, definitely sounds like it. What was it mm-hmm. called? Second Sucks. That's the one that the Mortal Kombat stuff It is the one on, with right? the Mortal Kombat stuff in it. Yeah. All right. Uh, second to last, our penultimate sin, Sloth. Um, because I got be high. Lazy hmm? Song by Bruno Mars. That's yeah. what I put. I, now I got to change my song. Because I got Kidding. high You're... to is uh, what Afro Man. Yeah. Wouldn't that more be gluttony? Because it's all about overuse of weed. He wasn't able to do stuff. It mm. could be either, but it, I, I would take it for either, honestly. Mm. I was going to do all the shit, and then I, uh, I didn't. And then I got high. And it Because I'm to. fucking lazy. Matt? No, I was going to pick the Bruno Mars song. Okay. <laughs> glad we're on the same page uh i think steven and charles went for long view because it's literally like i there's mm. nothing on tv there's nothing to do oh, yeah. uh i think mm. i'll just jack off yeah nah, that's a good pick yeah. uh and then greed i did it all for the nookie <laughs> i like the consistency rich uh, you guys got uh limbiscuit on mind if I had a million dollars by the bare naked ladies. Uh Billionaire by Travi McCoy featuring Bruno Mars. That's a good one. Uh I'd put I Want It All by Queen. <laughs> okay. is, it encapsulates everything. What's great is I came up with that and then Princess of the Universe I was like, I can't have two Queen songs. You can't can have two Queen songs. Yeah, you can have it all, Tim, and you can have it now. Oh, it's awesome. my money, and I want it now. You shush, JG Wentworth. All right, guys. So uh, the, the one song we pretty much all unanimously agreed on was "Sloth" because we're a bunch of lazy assholes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of good examples of the rest of these. Uh, when we go to post this, I'm probably just going to make a, a YouTube playlist for all of them. <laughs> okay. But uh, so that similar to the last time we did playlist songs and we had a brose playlist. Uh, I think I'm going to make throw that together later. Brose list. Hmm. Which means, Rich, you have to come up with an Envy song. <gasps> OK, I'll, I'll come up with one for each of them. And Matt and Sean have to come up with uh, a gluttony song. Gluttony song. Hmm. Yeah. So th- ponder it. Think about it. Stuff your face with, with song? it. I thought I, I thought I came up with one. I don't remember what it was, but I thought I did. No. Oh, that was because I, I got sidetracked by the the drinking thing. Oh, bottoms up by Nickelback. We we have to have a Nickelback song. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, 
Uh oh, it's not well. Oh, the gluttony is um overconsumption. Is yeah. a yeah. It's but it's uh one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Ah, uh, right. you, yeah. I was I was just thinking about that song yesterday too. What hmm. were you drinking? Uh, I was at the farm with my daughter. So moonshine. Anyway. I was gonna say my question stands. <laughs> Uh, who's got All a question? Right. Oh, I do. Uh, but I got to bring them up because I closed it like an idiot. Uh, okay. Um, how long have we been going? Just to curi- out of curiosity. Uh, uh, Forty five minutes. Five time. Minutes. Um. Hmm. What? Oh, okay. When was the last time you cried? <laughs> I was going to ask this in one of these sessions. Well, eat shit, Rich. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, literally earlier today, because I was watching Queer Eye. <laughs> they do... That show is... Especially... I haven't watched it recently, but especially the first couple seasons. That show is, like, tailor-made to, like, make me tear up. Bro, the new the new season just launched, and uh, the first three episodes, I was just nothing but crying pretty much the entire time. Um, because I, I mean I said this uh, last session, uh, work and life has been like super fucking stressful lately, and so I just needed to pick me up a major pick me up because I just really couldn't handle things, and so I was like, queer I usually picks me up, it makes me cry. But it makes me happy cry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like when I go to sleep, I'll turn like one of the older seasons on, and if I have nothing going on, I'll turn on like the new season, just so I can like watch it. And yeah, that I think the second episode of the season was a woman who's a major Saints fan. They're in New Orleans. She's a major Saints. She she actually. I believe she won like fan of the year or something like that through like the saints. And like that entire episode was just nothing but tears for me pretty much the entire time. Hmm. So, so I, I asked this question because, so I'm not a crier. Like I will, I will fully cop to tearing up and sometimes I will shed like in general, I'm not a crier outside of those contexts. Like I will tear up in movies and stuff, but like in my regular life, for whatever reason, that's just not, you know, the, it will blame the patriarchy, but I don't know, <laughs> but I'm just, that's just not where I go to usually like, but in, in general, but yesterday I was, I was feeling good. It was, I forget what to, it was like a little bit later in the day. And I was just feeling good. Like, it was like, uh, I was just, yeah, I was just feeling, I was in a really good mood. And it was kind of like when your, uh, your nose is stuffed for a really long time and then you can finally breathe again and you just like kind of realize it. You're like, oh, my, my nose isn't stuffed anymore. And it was like that. I would, I had just been kind of on like 
in kind of a little bit of a rut for a while. Nothing like crazy, but it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, I feel better now. And it just kind of like made me realize like I had felt bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> it ever happened to you? You're like, oh, I didn't feel good before, but I feel good now. So now like comparatively, I felt like shit for the last week and a half. But uh, so anyway, that reminded me of when I was a while ago for like a year and a half, I was like incredibly depressed. Like it was truly terrible, but I, uh, I was just, I was just thinking about how lucky I am that Mary dealt with that with me and like stood by me and how like lucky I am to have her. And I'm like, I love my life. And I just got, I was like alone in my foyer, like where you walk into our house. Like I was just going upstairs and I just started like weeping and I'm like, what am I doing? But it was just like, I was just so, it was, it was this weird moment. And I was, I was, I was alone. I think I had just, it was actually right before I played D and D. Uh, <laughs> so I was, it was weird. Like I put my, I put Alice to bed. Jacob was up in his room. Uh, Mary was at a party and I was just alone and I was just thinking for like a moment. And I was just like, I was genuinely incredibly grateful for how blessed I've been to have someone like Mary in my life and how continue, how blessed I am now, like just to have the life that I do. And I was just so, and I, and I also, there was a, a lot, I had a, uh, just like, I also mixed in with that was like grief because, you know, I, when I was incredibly depressed, like I know how difficult that was for Mary and that sucks. And it wasn't like I was doing it on purpose, but like, I, you know, I, that had to be painful and that, that hurts, you know, like if the person who you're in a relationship with is unresponsive, even if it's out of their control, like it sucks. So I was, it was like, I was both incredibly grateful and sad about things I don't really have control over. So it was just like, I was just kind of overwhelmed. I was just like feeling a lot of feelings and it came out as a cry and I was like, okay. And then I, but it was, it wasn't like, it was just, it was a nice acknowledgement of a tremendous amount of feelings. And then I <laughs> went and played D and D. But it was, it was so good. It was a great cry. A plus recommend it. Recommend having epiphanies where you realize that you're lucky to have a wonderful life. Also, I think this is coming out during Mary's birthday week, so happy birthday, Mary. Happy birthday, happy Mary. Happy birthday. We love you. Um, I think I say this every time uh, Every time we talk about crying, but my favorite quote about crying is from Pete Holmes, where he just says, I love crying. It's like vomiting for the soul. <laughs> like, you cry. Like, you, you get all of this emotion pent up and built up inside you, and then you have a good cry. And you might not feel like um, like absolutely amazing afterwards, but you, like it feels like you have like a weight lifted off your shoulder. You you feel refreshed and 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 relieved a little bit after a decent cry. Mm-hmm. I love it. Tim Hansen. Uh so much like Sean. I'm I'm not a crier. Um. I'm I'm I, I'm pretty sure I know where that comes from. That's a different conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> but not a crier. Not, not not big on that. Um, more the 
stoic keep shit together and then just keep trucking um and like if it's small stuff it's like okay I'll, I'll i'll deal with that as it goes um but last time i cried was probably within the last two months not probably definitely within since my birthday in march um I don't I don't remember the conversation that was leading up to it. Um, but Martha was asking me for responses or answers to questions um, of like our everyday life or upcoming plans or things of that nature. Um, and my I'm very good at dealing with uh, on the fly with like stressful situations. Uh, unless those stressful situations last for a very, very long time. Um, so moving <laughs> moving back to Pennsylvania has been uh, well, glad to be home back in a familiar area. The um, lack of independence, uh, reliance on others, and struggle finding a job has been less than fun. Uh, and essentially being resorted to working at Wawa again uh, was definitely a kick in the nads. Um, and it's like, okay, like shit happens. You got to go with it. But after like five months of that, it just like really, really uh, wears on you. And I, I got to a point where I could not answer questions. Well, what do you want to do? The only answer I have is go play in traffic and you think that's funny, but I'm dead serious right now. So stop asking me questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I uh, as Martha's like asking me questions, like, I don't understand. Like, b- because I don't cry. I don't necessarily uh, release a lot of that feeling or emotion uh, or discuss it at length because she has her own problems and I don't want to bother her. And that's unhealthy. And that's something I need to work on. I'm aware. Um <clears throat> So essentially, I just broke down. It's like I I literally can't do anything. Like I can get myself dressed for work, go to work, deal with that shit, and then I'm going to come home and then just try to not want to um, do anything bad because I feel like a complete failure at this point. Um, Going down to North North Carolina was a risk on my part. Lessons were learned. It was beneficial to a point. Uh, big risk coming home um, prior to having gainful employment and pretty much just feeling like everything is my fault. I I am useless. I am the problem. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. Um, not to make light of the situation, but uh, and it's just it was a lot and to the point where it's like, no, like I. <laughs> literal part of the conversation you what do i want to do things that don't cost money why because we don't have that name <laughs> you know all that money we saved up for certain things like rent and deposits because pennsylvania deposits and rent are really bad it's all gone um so yeah i mean that's been fixed resolved whatever but it was uh yeah, just real long cry and breakdown. And it was uh, less than great, but felt better afterwards. 
mm. kind of. But uh, new job, so yay! Now oh, yeah. it's a new apartment. Yeah, man, that sucks. That's so yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. I think not to make it about me, but like when you feel bad like that, it makes it so much harder. Like because I, for me anyway, like I get. I got so apathetic. Like, it was just like, nothing matters, and I'm just going to be sad. Like, I'm just going to exist and be upset, and but I won't, I don't have the drive to change anything about what's going on. Like, I didn't have the, uh, like, the mental, like, I didn't have the spoons to even, like, call my psychiatrist and be like, hey, obviously my meds aren't working. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it sucks. It's so bad. So I just want to say that I can empathize and that's it it truly blows and it's so hard and i'm glad that you're and for someone who's bad at talking to people when i'm in a good space it's so much worse it's so bad (laughs) like it's like why don't you ask for help and i was like you clearly just don't get it this is not a thing i'm capable of yeah um which is again something i need to work on that's my fault not anything anyone else can fix about that Mm. um but yeah what about you, Matt? The last time that I cried was about a week and a half after my daughter was born. Uh, between the day that my daughter was born and that week and a half point, I cried several times. Uh, at the beginning, mostly happy. And then after that, because I was breaking down because we weren't sleeping at all. Um, We didn't realize that um, basically she wasn't getting enough food and um, and uh, we didn't know that and the doctors didn't know that. All we knew was that um, when before Jordan was born all classes that we took said that, hey, the first day that she's alive, she is going to sleep for 18 to 20 hours because it's exhausting being born and she's getting used to life being outside the womb. And so she's going to sleep for 18 to 20 hours. Uh, Our daughter, the first 24 hours of life, slept for 30 minutes because she was hungry and upset. And we didn't know that. And so we didn't sleep. And when we finally got to sleep for like 15 minutes, they barged into our room at 5 a.m. and had to take tests right then and there after we had just gotten her to sleep. Uh, And this continued for three more days. Uh, And on Wednesday of that week, I sent an email to my therapist and said, I know our appointment's not till next week, but it would be a bad idea if I didn't have a phone call with you this week. (laughs) And so we did the next day. Uh, And I felt bad about it because my wife was then alone with the baby for, you know, an hour while I sat out in the car and sat out in her car and bawled my eyes out to my therapist. Because I was like, I just like, I, I haven't, I've slept for, I can count on one hand the number of hours that I've slept in the last three days. And 
this is my life now and I can't do this. Uh, and she helped me through that session. And then the following week when I got on the phone with her again, uh, I cried again a lot because things had gotten a little better, but now this was happening at our house. <laughs> so, and then from there on, normally I see my, my therapist every two weeks. And at that point I've cranked it up to every week and uh, it got better and better from there. Uh, and we have now gotten to the point where uh, the, I, we just had a work call about this. We had like a, it was like a social event virtually with uh, some of our partners down in Florida. And it was like, a, Hey, you know, they do the normal uh, icebreaker kind of stuff. And one of the questions you can answer is what's the best part of your day. And I answered very genuinely. I said, this is going to sound extremely corny. Best part of my day is when I log off from this job <laughs> and I go to daycare and I see my daughter and she smiles and runs over to me and then shows me the toy that she wants to play with at the daycare and the book that uh, she wants me to read to her, even though we have to go home. Uh, and because after nine hours of dealing with cash flows and calculations and wrangling and fighting over documentation and all these other nonsense debates and, and, for, and reports and all that, I am now dealing with somebody who I love and who loves me who only is interested in let's go hang out and, you know, go for a walk or go to the playground or play wrestle in the nursery or read a book together or something like that. And I do talk about this occasionally with my therapist that the gulf between where I am now with and where my wife is and I are now with our daughter and my, my wife is, been incredible with Jordan but the gulf between where we were 14 months ago and where we are now is incredible and I'm not saying that like you know for 14 months it was brutal atrocious sobbing all the time until we got to this point um but I do marvel at that where I talk to my therapist about I'm like I cannot believe the way I feel about fatherhood now after the first like two weeks of parenthood because you saw it. You saw it when we were on the phone call, uh, Dr. G. And uh, yeah, it was bad news. So that is the last. So that is, I can see definitively that it was about the, th the second Thursday after Jordan was born was the last time that I cried. Mm -hmm. I have been sad since then. But I think that was the last time that I cried. Man. Being, it is... Shit like that sucks. Uh, but it is also so wild. Like, the... When stuff like that's happening... Like, Alice has been good recently. But for a little while, was just not going to sleep. And it's different than when they're little. Be A little bit. Because, like, when they're little... I think if they're not sleeping at all, you can kind of start to resent them. But, like, when they're, like, three... And they have vocabulary like they can speak to you and they're not sleeping and they're just like giving you reasons why they don't want to sleep it sometimes it's like man fuck you like just go to bed like 
I love you so much, but fucking, why didn't you go to the bathroom when we went to the bed? Like, I literally, you went, you just went to the bathroom 20 minutes ago. Why do you have to go again? What is going on? Did you, like, not, did you just, like, only pee a little bit? Did you, like, performatively pee? What are you doing? (laughs) But it's just, like, it's, it's, it's hard when they have language skills to not take it personally and be like, you're fucking with me, right? But, but while feeling all that, like, you know, repeating the mantra, like, she's three. She has no idea what's going on. She's just barely figured shit out. And she doesn't know. Like, she's, she, she does, she's able to speak full sentences and paragraphs. But, like, when she's alone in bed and scared for some reason, like, she hears a sound. Like, she can't, she doesn't have the capacity to be like, oh, I actually, what happened was that Alexa, uh, like, stuttered like took a little bit too long to play the next song that I was listening to or it like made a weird sound and like there was a notification came up and it made a weird sound. So like I, it kind of freaked me out. It threw me off. So I came out here to be with you cause I was scared and she's just like, Oh, I'm not tired. <laughs> like, okay. I understand. It's so hard being a parent is difficult, but uh, it is incredibly rewarding sometimes too. A lot of times. More you guys so, far, play... so far, I've been it's been more rewarding than terrible. So, you guys ever play that um, Wa- Walking Dead adventure game? Mm-hmm. No, What's it's the, very good. The episodic the, one, or... yeah, the Telltale yeah, the series. Telltale, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. It is very good. There's a scene in the like second episode where the little girl, uh, Clementine, they're like in a farm or something, and uh. And uh, they, you know, you can click on like the salt licks in the barn and uh, they're like, oh yeah, there's a pile of salt licks over there. And uh, the little girl's like, and don't try to eat them. They don't taste salty. They taste gross. And then your character goes, uh, Clem, did you, uh, do you try to eat this, lick the salt lick? And she just stops and goes, I don't know. (laughs) That's parenthood. (laughs) That's spot so owning up to it's just an objectively dumb choice he's like why'd you do it like, i don't know that part of my brain's not developed yet yeah i'm not yeah. there yet it's even De- like a definitely, good idea definitely prompts you uh to you guys as parents uh and the struggles you go through and all of the other parents that i know uh li- living with a fuck is he four is he five whatever living with the small child that i've been living with for the past mm-hmm. couple months um I'm glad it's not my child. Mm. <laughs> I already wasn't sure. I, I I already was kind of like, nah, kids ain't for me. And every so often I was like, I could be a good dad. I was like, I probably could, but I'm going to fucking hate that child. <laughs> there have definitely been times where I've had to, like, uh, moments when, like, early on when, like, you, you definitely need, like, I this is, the experience raising Jordan has been immensely rewarding. And it has also been a reminder that uh, single parents are absolutely incredible people because um, there have been several times where I've simply just needed to trade out with Jenna for the or vice versa for the sake of our own sanity. And there have been several times where I've been sitting alone after a particularly like challenging interaction with my daughter and thinking of all of the like immature things in my brain. And going, oh, I'm the baby. (laughs) 
we have a baby, but I'm the baby. <laughs> it's, it's me. I'm the baby. It's me. I'm the baby. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It, you. It's it's definitely a, you, you you you. There are several moments where you wind up taking a good hard look at yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. Shout out to all the single parents because it is there have even recently. I think the other day I was like. Mary, like Alice was just, you know, being loud and a three-year-old and like touching me a lot. And there was also like a TV show going on. And like Alice's iPad was playing something like on a different couch in the background. Like she wasn't even engaging in it, but it was just like so much noise and so much touching. And I was like, I need to, I was like, Alice, I need you to, I I need you to go hang on your mom right now. Like if if you touch me one more time, I'm genuinely gonna have a breakdown. Like it was just it was just like I was just, it was too much, and I was like I can't do sensory it. Sensory overload. Yeah. If it but if it had just been me, like I would have had to just power through that, and then I don't know, freaking at night just buy. I would just have to invest in so many weighted blankets mm. to just be like push me into the earth and don't touch <laughs> me ever again. Mm. Ugh. That's just submit to Guinness World Records for most <laughs> ulcers developed in yeah. a short period of time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you all for sharing your your crying stories. I I am glad that everybody I'm glad, Tim, that you are in a better place. I'm glad Sean you're in a better place. Rich. I'm I'm, I'm glad I could empower you guys with talking about crying over queer eye. I'm glad I could help out with that. <laughs> I mean, before then, I cried over Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. So, my mom cried at Osmosis Jones. <laughs> Why? Oh, because it was bad. Got it. Got it. Got it. I get. It, I get. It. Yes, that's that's what it was. For years, I thought it was because she was just overreacting to the scene at the end where Bill Murray's character is close Doesn't to death. Die. Close to death. Almost does. He actually flatlines for a few few moments. And she cried at that. Mm. Uh, but my dad also cried at Sea Biscuit. <laughs> Everybody's got their own kryptonite. Yep. Uh, Rich, I think you're last. Oh right? boy. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm last. Um, hmm. All right, this should be a nice, quick, easy one. Um, are there any bands that you genuinely like, but you feel like you don't ever have to see them in concert ever again? Weezer. I, I I know Matt just like rails on how just like stop it I don't like them blah 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 I don't care I really enjoy Weezer um, but also I never need to see them live again because it is exactly the same every time and it's just like Rivers I agree with you Tim up. you really do like Weezer <laughs> and uh, he it's just like it's it's not like exciting music that's just like yeah. And even if it's just like chill music, you can go see Jack Johnson or somebody like that. And it's like, it's chill music. He's the chill guy. And it's just like, yeah, I, I dig this vibe and this is cool. But like seeing Rivers Cuomo live is just boring. I um, if you, After you see it once and you're just like, cool, I enjoyed that. That was great. And then you go see him again. It's like, this is exactly the same. Except now there's a beach ball on that side. And then you <laughs> see him a third time. It's like. Oh look, the beach ball's like, different this time. Again? <laughs> so yeah, I never have to see yeah. Weezer ever again. Yeah. I or uh, train. Uh, I I can agree with the Weezer. I've never seen Train. 
I can agree with the Weezer, because I've seen them twice, both at Firefly. And I'm like, alright, I've seen the hits twice. I don't really need to see them ever again, because from what I hear, that's all they play. Um, I also feel this way with Foo Fighters. I've seen them twice, and both shows were pretty much exactly the same. And it just wasn't really much different. They're such a big band with such a big catalog, but they play a lot of the same stuff that I'm like... I don't feel like these shows were different enough to for me to want to go see them again. But like Coheed, I've seen three or four times and I'm like, I will go see them every time because it is a completely it feels like a completely different show each time. I have a pretty definitive answer to this. No, no, (laughs) there are no bands that I like that I don't that I feel like I don't have to see again. Uh, They the live music experience is there's something very visceral about it where like the hold steady we've seen every aside from COVID we saw them every year in December up at the Brooklyn bowl and they play a lot of the same stuff. They mix up their sets pretty well, but you can count on the you know six or seven songs being in every single set. And there's certain hold steady songs where I'm like, okay, I don't really need to hear them play Massive Nights again. But then when they get to the chorus and everybody's going, whoa, I'm like, all right, this is pretty cool. It's just and, such a vibe. And then there's like 20 other songs that they play. And I'm like, oh, hell, this is great. Or then they've always got some new single or new album that they're promoting. And so the community is really great. Coheed, very similar. They put on such a great live show. Uh, and there's such a, a, again, a powerful community vibe there that I, I will see them as as often as I as I can, uh, so no, I, I mean there are certainly bands that I don't like that I've seen live, and I'm like, well, I'm glad I saw that because now I know what the bit now I know what the hurdle is, the the lower bar is down there where mm-hmm. the Ataris are, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> but no, I I don't think there are bands that I like that I've seen live before that I'm like I don't need to go see x again like mm-hmm. the, the live music experience is very cool and even if you've seen a band you know 10 15 times or, or five or six or seven times like there's something cool about it, just being there in person and seeing that in person where it's like yeah I, I could go listen to this at home but i wouldn't be here i wouldn't get to see them doing this like it's fun mm-hmm. i think that i would like i don't think i would I think I agree with Matt it, with the caveat that there has to be seats at the venue. I don't think I need to stand through a performance ever again. Uh, I think I am old enough now that I think like I do, I, I do genuinely enjoy like the experiencing, like, you know, the, it is a very unique communal experience, live music that you don't really get anywhere else where everyone is so singularly focused on the one thing that's going on and nothing else is happening. That's super nice and cool. But I like, I think I'm now at a place where I can like it, me like sitting and watching, like watching the pit and everything happen. Like I can, I'm like, okay, I like, I'm still getting that without having to like, you know, hyperextend my knee or like be like my back's going to hurt all, all tomorrow. Or but have I a think, whole crowd fall on your ankles. Exactly. Ex- exactly. Like, I don't need that, but I still do like to go to them. Because I was because I was thinking, like, it would probably be, like, a metal band, like, that I don't need to see anymore. Because I'm, like, I'm not, like, moshing is, like, a big part of it. 
and like the you know like i don't i might not need but i would like i would very much like to see like mastodon again but like in a similar way i saw them before where it's like okay you guys can have fun over there beating the shit out of each other mastodon's gonna crush it and then i'm gonna just kind of vibe and that's that's what i want Mm -hmm. like i want to just i want to just be able to do what i want to do and not be like forced to you know protect smaller people (laughs) we are now at the point in our lives where most of the bands who are still playing that we liked 15 20 years ago have moved on to the venues with seats yes yeah um thankfully Alternatively, uh, when you mentioned the metal band uh, a few years ago, Tim and my brother and I went to see Trivium at the. It's the Electric Factory. It's not the fucking Franklin. It will always be the Electric Factory. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. And we found like when you go to those theater shows now, it's like all right, we got to navigate to a place where we've got a little bit of space around us. And Mm -hmm. so we went upstairs. First time I've watched a show upstairs at the Electric Factory before, and we found a nice spot on the corner. Uh, I think we each had a drink. Not sure. Uh, yeah. But we got to see the whole show. We got a very clear view of the stage. And when there were, you know, the, there was like the wall of death or the circle pit or everybody jumping up and down, uh, you got an excellent view of it. <laughs> and I'm like, this is perfect. I get the visceral experience of seeing all of those kids down there jumping up and down to the heart from your hate and going crazy when they play down from the sky and all this. And yet I still get to be up here drinking my beer. Uh, <laughs> and it's with, staying in the cup instead of being yeah. all over that guy's it, shirt. Exactly. I didn't waste $20 buying a Miller Lite at the electric factory. So, uh, yeah, it's it's the positioning is key, especially if you're at a theater where they, there's no guaranteed seating. Sure. Oh, yeah. I, when I saw Coheed last year in July, um, I did not know that he got pit tickets. And had he told me, and it, it sound like I he I believe he gave me the ticket for free. I didn't have to pay for the ticket or anything. But if he had told me that it was pit tickets, I probably would have declined. Because hmm. I'm it, just I'm not into yeah. the pit anymore. I'm just definitely not into the pit anymore. Yeah, I think I think people discount how genuinely nice it is to watch other people enjoying things. Like being able to like mm-hmm. be kind of like above it all and not like you're not above it, but like like literally above it all. Bird's eye and, view. Yeah, and and just ex- and watch other people just having such like a genuine joyful experience is incredibly nice. And I don't have to be a part of it. <laughs> I don't need to be down there in it. I, I'm so happy for you that you're experiencing that because I did like I did that and I know what it's like I get it and I'm glad for you and I'm also you know I'm, I'm old now I don't got that in me anymore yeah yeah the old farts I still <laughs> want to be in there uh, I'll, uh... Like, Matt was totally right about that show like but 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 I, I love that it was close enough like like seats in a stadium I will never do that. I've done that at one show. I will never do that ever again. Um, it, I just feel so disconnected. But with that show at the Electric Factory, you were still so close. Mm. And we weren't sitting in chairs. It was essentially like a standing area uh, with like a bar to lean on. It was like, perfect. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. I feel close enough without being so far taken out of it that I'm okay with it. But also I would totally go downstairs <laughs> and still be in that pit. Absolutely. Go punch a tall guy in the dick and be like, 
run away. <laughs> Still mad at that guy. I uh, uh, any other any other thoughts? I told a friend once that my take on I was like, yeah, I don't think I ever need to see Foo Fighters again. I saw them twice, and nothing really was different. Blah blah blah. And he just responded, well, you don't like live music then. I'm like, no, I love live music. I just want my music, I just want my events to be different. And it wasn't different enough. All right. Those were all the questions that we had for this episode of Brose, which means it's over. It's That's over. It. The episode. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get any more of our thoughts on social media, you can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast or Facebook at Brose Podcast, or Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show and subscribe anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question that you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon Vogel's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or at her shop on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert. You can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. It is time for plugs. Rich, we'll start with you. Uh, check me out uh, on Twitter at B underscore Walnut, uh, B underscore Walnuts. And uh, you can check me out on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts on video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Be sure to come by this Saturday, the 3rd of June, starting at 9 o'clock in the morning for my two-year stream anniversary subathon. There's going to be Mario Kart tournaments. There's going to be Smash Bros. tournaments. I'm going to be trying to unlock Gold Mario. It's going to be good old grand time. Come check it out. Sean. Uh, oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hey, it's SOB, and on Frisbees at OB Disc Golf, everywhere except OB underscore Disc Golf, where I've unlocked Gold Mario. Wow. How do you how do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. Did I do it? You have to you have to gold star everything. Oh, I did that, yeah. Uh Tim Hansen. Uh you can find me probably doing nothing on Tim R. Hansen or at Tim R. Hansen uh on Twitter. <laughs> Um, if anything, I'm probably listening to our bro- our bros, Steven and Charles, over at uh, Escape from Poop City. Find them on all your wonderful favorite uh, podcatchers. If you enjoy our sense of humor, uh, these guys who, surprisingly, at an entire decade older than me, uh, which blows my mind. I thought there was maybe like five years. They're 26? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, a decade older than uh, Jacob. Um, oh, they're 83. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. There you go. Um, the world's oldest podcasters. So if you want to listen to uh, a handful of leftists with a bunch of wonderful uh, pop culture, movie and TV knowledge and history and trivia, uh, attacking current events, and when shit gets too heavy, triggering that escape uh, parachute, John Ski, I don't, I don't know where my brain was going with that. Um, to do to lighten the mood with a thought experiment, such as uh, what are some Mortal Kombat finishers for the cast of Shrek, or what what kind of pie fits all of the best guitarists uh, in rock history? Some some really an inane and funny uh, stuff that takes some real 
uh, side turns and some escapes require their own escape sometimes. But if you enjoy our sense of humor, you're going to love these guys. Catch them coming in from the southeast of the northwest, uh, which is currently on fire uh, from what I've heard. I can be found on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. And my plug is, once again, for my brother's band, Alex Kasnell and the board of directors. Their new album, Everything's Important and Nothing Matters, is available on Bandcamp. You can get the album plus the single Landlocked with two new songs on it and a T-shirt with the Alex Casnell and Board of Directors logo on it for a combined price of $15.15 for an album, a single, and a t-shirt. That's less than the cost of takeout, guys. I mean, what are we doing here? Like, that's a, an amazing value for a, a great up-and-coming Cincinnati rock band uh, who I'm just realizing uh, put me in the liner notes as a thanks. Uh, and I didn't know that until just now. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not telling you what it says. You have to buy the album to read. That's it. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Gasnell, reminding you all that you can actually see the liner notes on bandcamp.com on the page. But also, be smart about these folks. But just buy the album. <laughs> so, about how I bought both albums and then didn't realize there was a package with the shirt. There's a package with the shirt.